Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up A Well-Read Life. Today's book recommendation is The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham, the story of Rat, Mole, Badger, and Toad, and their life around the riverbank. The book is filled with a host of adventures, a sincere love of home, and touching and humorous tales of friendship. It is a classic infused with goodness, generosity, and love. If you listened to the last episode where I interviewed my mom, you heard a story that has held infinite fascination for me since I was a child. It is the story of my mom's college project involving the wind in the willows. When my oldest brother was a toddler, my parents moved from Texas to Mississippi to go to college, courtesy of the GI Bill. Dad for history and mom for art. In her last year at university, my mom spent time working in a special collection of children's literature and illustration, the DeGrumman Collection, at her Mississippi University. While working at the DeGrumman Collection, mom took a children's literature course for fun. There, she was introduced to the world of the Wind in the Willows, meeting friends like Rat, Mole, Badger, and Toad between its pages. Drawing on her art background, Mom decided to make a terrarium for a class project with a scene from the Wind in the Willows. Crafting figurines out of bread dough and building Rat's home by the riverbank out of a matchbox with tiny gingham curtains in the window and a small mirror surrounded by fresh earth to represent the river Rat loved so much. A small boat waited by the river, and Rat and Mole enjoyed a picnic on the riverbank, a perfect scene from the opening of the book. Mom's artistic touch was stamped on every inch of her creation. She varnished the bread dough figurines of Mole and Rat, and believing this to be sufficient to seal off all moisture, placed them inside the glass jar and filled the scene with small plants. She proudly took her terrarium to class and was greeted by many oohs and ahs from her classmates and professor. But over the weekend... The dear little figurines, which were not sealed as well as Mom had thought, and the moisture of the terrarium became a perfect storm. On Monday morning, my mom walked into her classroom to see her charming scene overtaken by mold. The professor reassured her that she would still get an A. She has the good grace to laugh about it now and claim it only as a good memory, but I know it was a heartbreak that day. Although I've seen the Disney adaptation of The Wind in the Willows in a stop-motion animated series when I was a child and grew up hearing my mom's love for the story, I have never read the book until this year. When I sat down and read The Wind in the Willows for the first time and became properly acquainted with Rat, Mole, Badger, and Toad for myself, I came to love the characters more than I could have imagined. The story, too, delights and enchants, and once I read it and was introduced to its gentle and lovely world, I knew that I would revisit the book and the friends by the riverbank many times throughout my life. And now, here's more about the story. At the back of my copy of The Wind in the Willows, there is an excerpt by Ernest Shepard about illustrating the book. While he was illustrating it, he met with Kenneth Graham and discussed his plans for the illustrations. Kenneth Graham, an old man at the time, said, I love these little people. Be kind to them. Reading the book, it is evident how much Graham loved his characters. I'm not sure if I have read a book where the author's love of his characters comes off the page so palpably and unabashedly. It is hard to imagine, too, a reader not sharing the same love for the characters. The book opens with Mole Spring Cleaning. 
He has dusted and swept his home and is in the process of whitewashing it when the call of spring beckons him out to explore the blossoming world. Mole throws down his paintbrush and answers the call. He lives underground, and when he comes above ground, it is to enter a world that is in the flowering of spring, and it is a joyous and vivifying sight. He soon meets Frat on the river. They share a delicious picnic, take a tour on the water, and we are quickly introduced to the world of the wind and the willows, a world made up of animals that, for the most part, one can never forget those treacherous weasels of the wild woods, live at peace with one another. It is a delightful and wholesome place, filled with the most endearing characters. The main characters of The Wind in the Willows are the poetic and hospitable rat, the brave and loyal mole, the adventurous and exuberant toad, and the hospitable and fatherly badger. Kenneth Graham has written them as if they are living and breathing, and makes us believe that if we only looked hard enough, we may find them in our world. He draws their characters lovingly, but also honestly. Thankfully, he doesn't shy away from his character's flaws. Rat has his moments of temper. Mole has a tendency towards passivity and to sulk. Badger is a bit of a curmudgeon, not very solicitous of company. And Toad is selfish, impulsive, and conceited. And for the most part, unrepentant and completely unaware of how his actions affect others. Toad is maddening, but in the hands of Kenneth Graham, still lovable. The friends squabble and say unkind things to each other, have moments of temper, and in the case of Toad, manipulation. But in spite of their flaws, the four share a deep and lasting friendship. It is a friendship made up of understanding, good cheer, hospitality, fellowship around the table, edification, and gentle rebukes and restoration when one is in the wrong. It is a model for friendship to aspire to in our own lives. One of the characteristics that all the friends share is hospitality. Each is hospitable in turn, even Toad. One of his good qualities is that he is very magnanimous to his friends. Toad welcomes the friends on his caravanning adventures and then to Toad Hall. Rat welcomes Mole to his home for a few seasons and Badger, who values his privacy and has built up a reputation of keeping himself to himself, welcomes friend or stranger into his home with grace and kindness. Their homes aren't perfect, except for maybe Toad Hall, but that doesn't keep the friends from extending hospitality to one another. When Mole returns to his home after spending a season with Rat, for example, he is embarrassed at its shabbiness, but Rat soon helps Mole see the merits of his cozy home again. Like all the friends' homes, Mole End is a place of warmth, shelter, and it carries with it the promise of rest and restoration. Graham also digs into a virtue of friendship that is sometimes overlooked in books, and sadly in our own lives as well. Correction when a friend is in the wrong. It is a difficult thing in friendship, and if done poorly or from pride or self-righteousness or anything but love, will fail. It is a mark of the deepest and dearest friendships. Nowhere is this more apparent than the friend's relationship with Toad. I admit to being annoyed with Toad at first, and I couldn't understand the patience that the other animals had for him, but here is some of Kenneth Graham's genius. He shows that a true friend is loyal and gracious, and most of all, patient, and to use an old term, long-suffering. Not only do they try to keep Toad on a straight path when his love for motor cars is out of hand, but they graciously correct him in his most boastful and conceited state. Rat, Mole, and Badger dearly love Toad, they are aware of his flaws and correct him tirelessly, but in spite of how many times Toad disgraces himself or how many scrapes he finds himself in, they seek not only to correct him, 
but restore him. It isn't their love of right and wrong or what is proper or correct only that causes them to seek his restoration, but because they love him too much to see him hurt himself or others. They are firm and don't stand for his nonsense and don't enable unhealthy and bad behavior, but they never grow weary in their friendship with Toad. He is loved in spite of his flaws. It makes Toad's true repentance at the end of the book all the more touching. Another characteristic of Mole, Rat, Toad, and Badger's friendship is that they are always willing to come to one another's aid. In trivial or serious matters, they help the friend in need. When Rat is tempted to leave his home by the river in favor of a seafaring adventure, it is Mole, the ever-loyal friend that he is, who restores Rat to his right mind, reminding him of all the goodness and comfort of his place by the river. Each friend has a turn at being helped in the book, except maybe Badger. But of all the friends, Toad finds himself in the most need of it. His friends come to his aid when he is caught up in his latest obsessions, caravanning and then motor cars, for instance. They try to stop him numerous times before he is arrested for stealing a car. And although Badger and Mole bravely try to defend it, his home, Toad Hall, is lost to him for a time when it is overrun by the sly weasels. The friend's fortitude and ingenuity of driving out the weasels and then reclaiming and restoring the home is one of the most satisfying moments in the book, and it is one of the finest examples of their love for one another. The friendship of Mole, Rat, Badger, and Toad is built on timeless virtues. They are loyal, patient, long-suffering, kind, and share genuine affection. Rat is a stalwart friend, patient and ever steady. Mole is the most loyal friend imaginable, and it is owing to his loyalty and bravery that Toad Hall is restored. Under Badger's gruff exterior is a kindness especially to children. No matter how maddening Toad is at times, his friends never abandon him. They bear with him and are always willing to welcome him back in after he inevitably goes astray. There is no jealousy and apart from Toad, a lack of selfishness. The friends sacrifice for each other time and time again and never grow weary of it. In a world where friendship is often portrayed as problematic and betrayal is a common theme, not to mention an undercurrent of snarkiness, how kind of Kenneth Graham to give children a picture of what a good and wholesome friendship looks like. There are many fine children's novels with the theme of friendship running throughout them, pushing us to seek friendships of their nature, ones made up of loyalty, kindness, generosity, and love. The Fellowship in the Lord of the Rings comes to mind, or Anne and Diana from Anne of Green Gables. But as an early introduction for young children to the value of friendship and the characteristics of a good and lasting one, I think we need to look no further than the four friends of the riverbank and the care they take for each other. These four friends each have distinctive personalities. There are differences among them and disagreements. How can you not when dealing with your irrepressible and conceited toad? But these four friends edify each other, eschewing petty squabbles in favor of genuine love and fidelity. It makes me aspire to seek these qualities in my own friendships and to be as generous in them as the little animals by the riverbank. Read this book if you like classic children's books. It is one of the finest. Read it if you want to be immersed in the changing seasons around a riverbank. Read it for the adventures and exploits of Toad. Read it for the unforgettable characters of the story, the poetic and generous rat, the gruff but kind and wise badger, the stoutly loyal mole, and the irrepressible, maddening but lovable Toad. Read it for a reminder of the value and goodness of home and the beautiful gift of friendship. May they become dear friends to you and the children in your life. 
Well, that's all for this week. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Until next time.